spoken me. He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was a usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Kobo, Waterstones, and many, many other places. Hi guys, it's Andy N. Thanks today for downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006, and currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken Label full stop, bandcamp.com. It is a free download or free stream in there. But obviously, if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way, it would be eternally grateful to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment, etc. Enjoy. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Spoken Label. Hi, guys. It's Andy Elegant, live from Spoken Label, back at End Studios tonight. And I've got a gentleman on, on Skype on no, there's a Skype, it's not, it's Facebook actually, who I met at that, what she said, last, night last year through a dear friend of, well, mine and Amanda's called Ros Weaver, and Mike Southwell, who is the gentleman in question. We've had a good chat before, Mike, and me and Mike about his, telling, telling us where he's been living all, all over the country, basically, so, and right, he's about where his work came from originally. Now, Mike, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody that's listening today? Tell them who you are. Where and where all your work originally came from, and we'll take you from there. Yeah, um, so I'm Mike, Mike Southwell. Um, I don't really have a performance name. Uh, I kind of go with the at Mike Spoken Word, I guess. Um, so I kind of go with the real name, stage name, same thing. Um, I'm about to turn 36 in two weeks' time, so I'm a little bit um, a little bit sensitive about my age at the moment. Mike, I'm, 40, I'm Mike, I'm 47, mate, so don't worry yet about that, right? <laughs> I actually, I actually wrote a piece, the first piece I wrote this year. Oh, yeah. And I just, and it's called 36, and it's talking about uh, what it's like to be turning 36 and what oh, I thought life would be like at this point. Yeah, As yeah. opposed to what it is. No, I know you mean. But, yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm a performance poet, um, so pretty much everything I do is, is, is for the stage. Um, I am a resident poet. For an organisation called the Sunday Practice, which is a monthly event, um, which happens the first Sunday of every month at Cellar Bar in Leeds. Oh, cool! Uh, so what's, cool. what's Sunday um, Practice then? For people who don't know it, uh, Sunday Practice is one of those things that you just need to <coughs> need to experience. So it's it's a it's a, it's a live kind of spoken word or music event. Um, we have a red in the house band called the Purple Archie Collective. Um, this sort of freestyle behind uh, the performers. Um, and yeah, it's been running for six years. Um, I've been a resident poet for, for two years now. Um, it's actually the first place I performed in Leeds. So I took a long time out from performing. It's the first place I performed in Leeds um, in, I think it was February 2017. It was the first time I performed in a long time. So Right, um, right, yeah. So it just can can naturally led you that way, really, hasn't it? So yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. And like like I said, it's for me. It's like it's, it's like we have a lot of things like Sunday practice family. So anyone that comes along, it's like it's like it's, you're like family essentially. So 
it's a different kind of event. Like I said, it, it, it's it's like a live music slash spoken word event. So oh, cool, um, cool. No, it's no, got no. a little twist though. It's got a little twist. We, we've got our, our host um, Khadija Ibrahim of, uh, of Legion of Authors is that is the host. Now anyone that gets up on stage to perform has to dance for the first. So, <laughs> oh. it, it, it's a slightly different event. And I think it works, to be fair, because anyone that's nervous beforehand, when you've just spent, you know, when you've just been up on stage dancing before you perform, I think it lets the nerves out a little bit. So it's oh. a little tradition there. Oh, I like that. Oh, I'm remembering If you ever come to watch you that night, that, 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 that event, then don't. Don't put my name up for reading and others watch. So I've got, I've got two left feet on the dance floor. So, so oh, cool. No, oh, cool. Now, obviously, I know from you, see, you told me off mic before. Before, obviously, you, you took a long break in performance. You were an MC before that when you were much younger, weren't you? Yeah. Kind of how I got into kind of spoken word, it was sort of like a transition, I guess. Um, you know, I grew up listening to listening to hip-hop and, and, you know, rap artists are essentially street poets. It's all poetry. Um, so I started off as a rapper or an MC long, long time ago, and I just naturally transitioned into into the spoken word really because it kind of gave me a bit more freedom and a bit more scope to talk on more subjects really. Yeah, yeah, um, completely. So, and obviously, like I know you did a lot of travelling when you were younger as well, weren't you? So your family has been, she was like quite been a few places now. Do you find that your writing has been influenced by the amount of places you've lived in over the years? On the um, it's funny. I, I was asked this question. Um, a, a while back, actually, I, I'm not sure. To be fair, I think um, I suppose that the kind of never settling in one place for too long um, has an influence on the writing. Um, but I suppose, I, I, I suppose for me, I'm, I'm looking to write. I write what I see. Um, I write what I know. I write what I experience. So um, the travel aspect of it, mm. I don't think it, I, don't, I wouldn't say has affected it too much in that sense. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I know a few people that call themselves road poets or travelling poets. I, I, I am where I am and I perform where I perform, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'll get you completely, get you completely with that one straight away as well. So, no, so, I know, like, for people that don't know you then, do you have any sort of reoccurring themes that crop up in your work very much? I do, to be fair. Um, a big theme of mine is, uh, is masculinity. Um, and it's, it's, it's something that I think in this age, uh, in this day and age, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a big thing. In it. And I know the, the word toxic masculinity can be quite a um, can be quite an abrasive subject. It's, it's, it's one of those things that kind of, uh, can annoy some people. And, and I'm one of these people that thinks I'm not saying that, that masculinity is toxic, but like 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 all people, like we have our toxic traits. So I address um, masculinity in all its forms, um, from uh, addiction. Uh, I'm an addict in recovery, so I talk about addiction, I talk about mental health, I talk about um, love and relationships, I talk about uh, being a father, um, so I'm a father, I have, a, um, I have a daughter, her name's Lily, she turns 12 in April, um, oh, wow. so if I didn't feel old before, um, I feel old now, I'm <laughs> 12 year old. Oh yeah, um, kids, so, hitting, the, hitting the dreaded teens now, aren't you? Good grief, yeah. Exactly. She's pretty much a teenager already, to be fair. has been for a while. Yeah. Um, in attitude. I'm so going to do kids age quicker Sorry? No, sorry. I was saying kids age quicker nowadays, that's for sure. So, so I've got a friend that's got yeah, daughters at 12, and she a friend says her daughter's like 12 going on 19, so yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> but yeah, I talk, um, I talk a lot of the, the, the theme of, you know, of you know, what it's like to be a man in this day and age. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a theme that runs through a lot of people. I'm also quite political. 
um, with some of my stuff as well. I've, I've done a lot of protest poetry um, at events for, you know, for that you know, kind of climate strike and things like rebellion and a lot, a lot of other bits and pieces like that. So um, I suppose for me, like, it's, I can, like I said, I can only write what I know. It's, it's like the world, you know, the world through my eyes and through my experiences. So, um, but yeah, I do feel like that, 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 the kind of theme of, of masculinity or what it's, you know, what is masculinity these days, what is being a man runs through my, runs through my poetry quite a bit. But then I also have a lot of comedic stuff. Um, I think one of the pieces I sent you before was my piece on Kanye West. Yes, it was. Um, I, did, I did like that one. I did like that one. Which is a favourite of mine. Um, um, you know, I've got other bits and pieces. Well, I've got pieces on, on kind of uh, the whole uh, online dating kind of uh, scene and, you know, and from, from everything to, to even pieces on, 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 on kind of writer's block as well. So it's, uh, yeah. for me, I write what I feel. Um, and it tends to be, you know, whatever's kind of uh, whatever's happening in the world at that point or how that affects me or how that affects others. So. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a sort of set writing pattern as a writer? Or you, you, you see right away what's coming in your head and stuff. Do you try and sit down to write or do you have to let the words just muses come to you more? I mean, I get ideas all the time. I mean, I, I don't write on paper. Um, I write, I, ta- I tap, I don't type. So I write on my phone and my, my tablet device. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because of one of those with me. So if I get ideas... I'll, I'll jot them down. Um, most of what I write happens on the spot. Um, so I'll get an idea. Um, I'll get a rhyme, and then I'll tell. And I've got an idea of where I want the story to go, uh, but it'll just it'll just flow from there. Um, some of my, some of my best pieces I've written uh, in twenty minutes. Other pieces have taken two months to write. Yeah, I can relate um, I to that. I generally find if I, if I plan to write on a certain subject, it can take me a while. Um, whereas other subjects hit my head and that's it, you know, it could, it could be two hours later or 20 minutes later, I've been out of a finished piece. Yeah, and yeah. At that point, I generally record it to audio, play it back to myself and then make a few edits to make sure it flows and, you know, it, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I've got a few people that I kind, of, I kind of send pieces to when they're done so they can listen to them um, and tell me what they think. And they're not all, they're not all kind of massive poetry fans or, or, or poets themselves, but I kind of like to get a bit of feedback on, on what their thoughts are really. Yeah, yeah, they're getting complaints. The best way that I can say is sometimes you ask your friends that aren't necessarily writers themselves. They're, they're basically won't flower around what what like what they don't do or don't like behind your face, and that, that's and I, think, I think as well sometimes because if you obviously there's so many great events um, in Leeds and, and around you know, West Yorkshire, and to be fair, it's it's building all over the country. Yeah, um, massive. Manchester's been massive past couple of years. That's for sure. So. Uh, but I think a lot of the time we can kind of perform to ourselves a lot. Um, so it's nice to kind of get fresh people kind of listen to spoken word. So, you know, I post on, on social media quite a bit. Um, and, you know, and I, will, I will send it to friends who may not necessarily be massive fans of poetry or spoken word. So it's nice to get that kind of different, different view on things. Because ultimately, it's easy, to, it's easy to kind of play to um, the people that love poetry. It's, you know, I, I always try and, try and aim my pieces to affect or connect with the people that don't necessarily listen to uh, the spoken word or, or read poetry. So it's yeah, yeah. nice to get different ears on things. Yeah, completely agree with that. Have you just performed around Leeds so far, or have you gone beyond Leeds much? Um, since I've started performing again, um, I mean, I just, uh, around Leeds, um, a few other places in West Yorkshire, so like places like Bradford and Halifax, Huddersfield, um, Manchester. I've actually performed in Dublin, Ireland. Oh, um, yeah. oh fantastic! What, yeah. was, what was that experience like? 
Um, it was quite nice to be fair because um, I went um, with my my ex girlfriend. I went on uh, we went on a holiday uh, in 2018, and uh, we thought while we were there, we would just we find an open mic. So we found this open mic, um, signed up, and it was quite nice because um, it was a different. Because obviously it's very similar. Spoken word is spoken word, but it was in, it was interesting to see how it was done in different places. So yeah, I've got a few friends that are Irish yeah. poets, and yeah, it's even though the the language is the same, their approach is completely different. So it's, it's, no, it's really good. And I reckon I can, I can agree with that one. I recommend anybody listen to Ireland to go straight away, certainly. So, um, where would you like those things? I'm, I'm looking to kind of I'm looking at to kind of perform in, in, in more events in different places. I mean, I've been very lucky since that, since I've been performing. You know. In terms of slam events and um, all, all the different events I've done, these international fest and, and these lit fest and all, and all these amazing kind of things I've done. You're lucky enough to perform at the play house a couple of times, but it's one of those things that I tend to be kind of Leeds based and West and you know, West Yorkshire based. But it's one of those things really. I, like I want to try and kind of spread out before elsewhere. It's just as I mentioned before, um, before we get on here, um, I'm famously disorganised, so. I set the intention to do lots of things, but the execution isn't always there. Yeah, I think sometimes you need you need to write a thing that have a diary like I do, and then I forget to fill my diary, and then the man has to remind me, oh, we're going here tonight, are we? Yeah, so I know exactly what you mean right, with that one, so no, completely agree with that one. So, Well, what have you got coming up then? Have you got any, any aims you want to aim for your writing or anything? Have you all? Um, a few things A few things coming up kind of immediately. Um... I am performing at a few events coming up. I mean, it's just been the Sunday practice this last week. Um, I've got this month, uh, I think. I'm terrible with dates. It's it's in my it's, it's on the calendar on my phone. But I'm doing uh, an event called In Other Words in Leeds uh, at the end of the month. I'm also doing an event called Moetry. Um, now, Moetry is um, like a, it's, it's a big spoken word event. It's um, London based, but they've sort of moved north recently. Um, and this will be their third event in Leeds, so I'll be performing at that at the end of the month. Great I'm going to be performing um, at an event called Blur the Lines, which will be part of um, Leeds Lit Fest, which is run by a good friend of mine called Lentz, who is a spoken word artist and uh, an MC. Uh, very, very talented. Um, he, he's, Blur the Lines is an event that's, I think it's the third, third time it's run now. It was at Leeds Lit Fest last year. It was at the Playhouse. It's part of the Furnace Fest, which I performed at uh, prior to Christmas, and uh, it's again, it's happening again in um, uh, in March, which I think Leeds Lit Fest is. Um, but yeah, performing wise, they're the sort of the things I've got coming up. Intention wise, um, at some point this year, I want to kind of put together a collection um, on the subject of masculinity. Um, so maybe uh, you know a, a collection of uh, maybe twenty or thirty pieces. With the aim to get published. Um, at this stage, it's just an idea, um, and I do have the intention to actually get some pieces, you know, just you know, singular pieces published um, here and there, in you know, and kind of different kind of journals or, or kind of publications online, etc. So, I've sort of spent three years doing the doing the performance side of things, and I feel like I've got you know over 100, 100 pieces completed, and I feel like I you know I want to kind of get them in print so I can get a bit further reach and maybe. But last, like I said, for me, I said this last year, uh, and I did nothing about it. So hopefully this year, twenty twenty, is the year I actually pull my finger out. I'm sure it will be, mate. I'm sure it will be, mate, with that one. So, but like I said, it's sometimes you just look anyhow we do anything like that. Sometimes, or like I said, all just something getting around to get to get around to get yourself organised and things. So I know what you mean completely there. So I always say this: if, if I had someone to motivate me 
um, and tell me what to do, and uh, I'd conquer the body world. But the problem is, because I don't, because I manage myself and I organise myself, I tend to be, uh, you know, I'll put things off, but put, put off the other things. So, yeah. um, but it's all, to be honest with you, it's, it's also a dream of mine, and I'm always, I'm always having conversations with um, with friends of mine, the friends of mine that are DJs and producers. Um, it is a kind of a dream of mine to have um, my spoken word kind of recorded to music. Um, yeah, good so, idea, good idea, man. Straight and, away. I know quite a few sort of um, dub DJ producers and you know, jungle, jungle DJs and producers that, are, you know, I'm always kind of bending her ear and sort of about ideas. And it's one of those things when you're at a night out, um, when you're at a rave or you're at a dub night, and the conversations I had, and it's like, same again, it's execution. So it's one of those things that I, eventually I do want to kind of, I do want to have that done. Uh, be nice to kind of say, you know, be nice to kind of go on Spotify or SoundCloud and say, this is my song. Yeah, um, I'll be. I'll be at an event and have my song played. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, completely. What sort of dub music do you like then? So you mentioned like dub nights. Um, for me, I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm a bit of a I'm say I'm about ten thirty six, but I still like to go out to raves. Um, so I love you know I love my dub reggae, um, my drum and bass, my old school hip hop. Um, but to be fair, um, quite often you'll find me at either a, um, a dub night or a, or a jungle night. I love the, um, for me, like, it's expression. I think spoken word is, is, is expression, but I think dance is expression as well. I'm not saying the world's best dancer, but there's a bit, there's, there's something about a sense of, fit, of freedom. I don't think I feel anywhere else is than when I'm there and it's a, a beautiful sound system playing and beautiful music playing and I'm just, I'm just there, just moving to it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, no, good stuff. Good stuff, completely. good stuff completely, mate. I agree with you there, so, on that one. Now, if people want to find out more about you, where are the best going? Um, well, as I mentioned before, I'm a terrible self-promoter. Um, so, I, but I do have I do have Instagram. Um, my Instagram is just at Mike Spoken Word. Um, you can, so I do post bits and pieces on there, mainly kind of like uh, um, excerpts of, of, of pieces, uh, of longer pieces. Um, I don't have a YouTube channel. Um, but I do have Facebook. Um, I used to have a Facebook page, but I sort of closed it down because I just, it's just easier to page, post on my um, my personal page. So on um, on Facebook, it's just Mike Southwell. Um, and I tend to post a lot of bits and pieces on there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like I said, cause I'm, because I'm a terrible self-promoter, um, I'm not great at uh, kind of sharing my art. Unless it's on the stage performing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just uh, tend to, like I said, if, if I had... If I had some form of uh, some some form of uh, self motivator, yeah, uh, conquer the world. But unfortunately, I'm motivating myself, so yeah, not necessarily ready with that uh, with else. <laughs> I know, I know what you mean completely, there, Mike. Before I met my lovely lady, I was that that as well, to be honest with you. So, well, hopefully by chicken. the end of this year, if I achieve some of the things that um that I want to achieve, I'll be able to say, check out my music on SoundCloud or Spotify or. Go and buy this collection that I've just had published. Hopefully, I'll be able to set up at the end of the year. But I will think about and actually can actually execute these uh, these ideas. Well, good luck, mate. Definitely. Right. What, what we'll do? Place. What we'll do, Mike? We'll conclude the chat bit now, and um, if you want to get some new pieces ready for us, get yourself prepared, and we'll do a part two, and then we'll hear a few new works in a few moments. If that's all right with you, is it? Yeah, not a problem at all, mate. Right. Well, thank you again. Hang around, everybody. We'll see you in a minute too. Spokenly. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Andy with Mike still. Mike's going to do his three poems now, I believe. So, Mike, over to you, my friend. Yeah, this this first piece um, 
it's called masculinity. Um, I won't kind of give it a description. I'll just I'll let it speak for itself. So let me talk to just the men for a minute. And I hope my message is clear by the time I've finished. See, I want to talk about us and what makes us men. Because I think it's time for this toxic masculinity bullshit to end. Because let's not pretend that it's not doing us long-term damage. Like, how do we manage to come to terms of our identity when it's lost in all this bullshit? Like, we can't talk about emotions. Just need to bottle it up and hide it. Like, we can't show any weakness and we are taught to despise it. And maybe that's why suicide rates and men are so high, because even when we talk about it, we never acknowledge the reasons why. Raised on bullshit like real men don't cry. And we're meant to be the strongest sex, but we all know that's just a lie. So here we are, the so-called strongest sex. And most of us treat our personal growth like it's something we should neglect. Like acknowledging that we feel vulnerable because our identity is men under threat. And if we're honest, most of us have reason to regret. The times when we could have asked for help when we struggled with mental health. But we're too ashamed to say or too scared to accept the blame for our bad choices or the failings of our fathers to impart wisdom. Because this isn't a new one and you know it didn't get them. So we are men. Watch me beat my chest or my clenched fist, ignoring the opportunities I've missed to improve myself. Ignoring the rising numbers of men struggling with mental health where we fooled ourselves into thinking that we can only achieve success by our ability to generate wealth instead of a recognition of self that is the actions that make a man so why has it become so hard to understand we are our own worst enemies creating and then pushing out this toxic masculinity just an attempt to cover up that most of us emotionally fear our own fragility so we don't work on our weaknesses and vulnerabilities and we only have ourselves to blame because generation after generation we continue this stupid game so why don't we help raise our brothers up? Why is it the only time we big each other up? Is when we display the negative aspects. When our behaviour is classless. Like you brag about your sexual prowess. Yeah, you can swing your dick and kick your game, but can you stick around after and help raise the kid that carries your name? Can you be the man to stick around when times get hard? Will you be the father with knowledge to impart? Can you raise the child that you help create? Or are you out the door and leaving whenever her period is late? Will you be there to set the example to your son and teach him about respect for others and himself? Will you tell him, so, tell him it's okay to embrace his emotions for the good of his mental health? But none, none of that will even matter if you don't walk the path yourself. So I'm a man. Watch me acknowledge myself as I beat my chest with my open fist to embrace my fragility. As I tell the world that being in tune with my emotions only strengthens my identity with positive masculinity. Just turn to my connection to the universe and all divinity. And finally turn my back on this bullshit that is toxic masculinity. Fantastic. Cheers for that, Mike. That's really, I can understand and relate to all of that now. Completely there. Great stuff, Like I mate. said, I didn't, I didn't want to give it a big, a big lead in. I figured that, you know, the, the piece speaks for itself. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Sometimes when you perform in pieces, and it's best to just jump straight into like you did there. I agree with it. I agree with you completely there. Okay, what's... I've been at, been at some events where I've seen people spend longer describing the pieces they're about to perform than it takes of a performer, and I always think I never want to be that person. Oh, God, yeah. So, I've got, I've actually got poems that the titles are longer than the actual poems sometimes. You can work that one out, <laughs> so just to confuse me, but I'm saying completely, mate. So, great stuff either way. What's your second piece tonight? So, the second piece, I will give this a bit of a lead in actually. Uh, the second piece has got every single breath. Um, and it's quite simply, it's about just cherishing like every single moment of life. 
and we've kind of got our priorities skewed a little bit. Um, and it's about what life should be about instead of what life tends to be about. So yeah, it's called every single breath. So life isn't always about achievements or actions that are deemed as an instant success. They say life's a journey, a never-ending quest. And although we all end up in the very same place, it seems some people are rushing to get there as if it's a race. Always looking for the landmarks that show them the way. That they miss the beauty, the struggle that brought them here today. In fact, most of us are wishing the time away. So we look right past the world as on it as every single day. Too consumed with future success and opportunities to the good so that others might seem impressed. The importance of real personal growth becomes easy to neglect. And suddenly you're left with all these little regrets about how you wish you took more time and paid a little more attention. Instead of those moments being left to a faded memory's reflection. And this life is full of wonders and sights we often fail to see. Because our eyes are too often on the horizon with thoughts of other places to be. Most of us spend our days boxed away doing something we dislike in a place we wouldn't choose to be unless we were paid to be there. And if one day we didn't show up, there would be places as if we never were there. Just another number on the screen. Not important enough for the boss to care unless we show up to be seen. So we wish the time away. Because money is seen as more valuable, right? If time doesn't pay the bills and give you a safe place to sleep at night. When you're laying there at the end of this life, would you rather have more money or would you rather have more time? Have a house full of useless possessions or happy memories in your mind. So slow down and appreciate the world around you. Go out and have experiences that have the power to withstand you. Live every single minute instead of counting them down. And watch the sunset. They stay up all night and watch it rise again. Make plans to have adventures that you never want to end. Do whatever it takes to squeeze every last bit of happiness and love out of this existence that you possibly can. And enjoy the ride. All of it. Every last heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, painful moment this life has to offer. And don't have regrets about opportunities that miss you, but be grateful for the opportunities that hit you. Because every new day is a gift for which we've been lucky to be blessed. So don't waste the opportunity wishing you were somewhere else instead. That you may not be able to spend memories, but they will always be worth so much more. So slow down, look around and explore every single moment of this life. Don't let the only place you live your dreams be while you sleep at night. Life is beautiful. And this is most likely the only one you'll get. So slow down and take the time to appreciate every single breath. Brilliant. Well, I think you worked. I think you worked really well then on that one, Mike. Towards the end of that, no, good stuff, mate. Very, very powerful stuff indeed, you know, mate. So that piece took me fifteen minutes to write. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Now anyone's wondering about it's one of those things, man. It's one of those things that I can plan pieces or I can or they can just come to me. So. Wow. I remember when I wrote that one in 15 minutes. Wow. Now, everyone's wondering, did a good gig on the background? I've got Amanda sat in the background here. She's been a silent part for tonight. But well, um, she, she, she's like me, trying to quietly like, giggle at Mike. And, it and, just made me laugh because you said you've worked really hard and because I've spent 15 minutes on it. <laughs> 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 oh, great so, stuff. I think all right is no, all right is no sometimes. You, you can spend hours on something or you can spend minutes on something. It's, you know. It's not the process, it's the, it's the finished art. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. And that's a, probably like you said, you, you were telling me saying before, weren't you, that some of your pieces come very, really quickly. That I, that one, I can't quite suspect, you probably had it almost wrote in your first draft there, probably, didn't you, so? I, it, it, that, yeah, that was one draft. Um, I mean, I've tweaked bits and pieces here and there, um, you know, like maybe kind of added a line to go out of the way to make sure it flows better, but pretty much... 15 minutes before to end, so it's quite fun. That's, that's some going, mate. Respect you in that one, mate, straight away. So, <coughs> now, I think you're going to conclude tonight, you know, with something a bit different. 
as you said before to me off mic. Yeah. So my final piece, um, it's meant as a comedic piece, um, but as with all my all my work, it's always honest, uh, and there's always a bit of a message in there. Um, the piece is called <clears throat> "Plenty of Bumbling Tinder Fish," uh, and anyone that's kind of done online dating will recognise those names. They're like a, like your big three dating apps, so hence why it's uh, hence why I went with the title. So, so yeah, this is plenty of bumbling tinder fish. So I'm told chivalry is dead. So these days, to show we like you ladies, we send dick pics instead. No need for the complication of conversation. Here's some pictures of my penis from several different angles. A dick pic so good you can frame it up and put it on your mantle. Nothing but class. Now don't be too long of reciprocating with a picture of your arse or one displaying your cleavage in a push-up bra. Using Snapchat filters, just bunny ears and stars. But what's happened to the art of conversation? These days we pay it zero attention, just exchanging pics of vaginas, cleavage and dicks. No actual talking, just social media stalking, as if this form of communication is ever rewarded. And all we do is miss the moments that are actually important. So welcome to modern day dating, where casual encounters are the only interactions we're making, where decisions are made by left and right swiping, where nobody actually reads the bio of your writing. And in place of real words, we use tech talk and abbreviations. Are we searching for connections or just a way to ease sexual frustration? Just the next hookup to replace masturbation? In the age of Me Too and objectification, how many times have people put themselves into questionable situations? Because after only a few short exchanges of what could barely be classed as conversation, we arrange to meet up with the hope that the night ends with a fuck. And we ghost and we block just another notch unless you hit it off and someone catches feelings and it turns into something with meaning. But of course, that's rare these days where we've seen each other's genitals before we actually meet, and most of the time before we actually even speak. It's like we are advertising ourselves on dating apps that we are pieces of meat. For exchanges so brief before a moment between the sheets that leaves us feeling cheap. No time for connection this deep. But I too share that blame, because I've played that game. and done more than my share of swiping and casual meets. And like everybody else have the times I've felt cheap. And as the number of meaningless encounters starts to increase, the respect for ourselves goes in the opposite direction. So it's time for some contemplation on self-worth. Because regardless of how well these dating apps work to fulfill our sexual desires and needs, we neglect the important parts of dating that they don't feel. The true deeper connection that all of us need. And it isn't the soul you feed when all you do is fulfill your carnal needs. But I'm not here to pass judgment. It's just a simple observation. So bruv, send that dick pic to add to her already bulging collection. And I wish you well in your request for a pic of the turn of her breasts. And ladies, do lean over, stick out your arse and pat your lips, because these are always the most flattering pics. And use that Snapchat filter. Worry about him finding out how you really look later. And arrange that meat for a moment between the sheets that your life through or my to critique. So it turns out that it isn't really dead. These days, we just prefer other methods instead. But like I've already said, ignore my opinion, because I've been just as guilty myself to begin with. Anyway... I'm off to slide with some DMs the moment this poem ends. Good ending. That's a good, very good way that Mike finishing, finishing set tonight. So thank you very much for that. I really, really enjoyed that. Now, apologies for some of the language that I've used in there, but I feel like it's it's there for emphasis rather than rather than be, to be uh, gratuitous. So yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I've spoke levels perspective. I have no problems with that straight away. Yeah, everything was wrote there. Everything point out to the point. 
and I would hope everybody would appreciate that one straight away. So, but I, I did, and I know Amanda did in the background. So, thank you for that. Hang around, Mike. I need a quick word of your mic. But this is Andy N signing up for tonight. And thank you again, Mike. And brilliant tonight. You really mean that, mate. Thanks for having us on, mate. See you Cheers. Next, see you, mate, guys. Spoke on, mate.